Welcome to the Principles of Success. My name is Nathan, and today's book review is How to Change uh, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. And this is one of my favorite books of all time. Again, that's Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Um, and the reason why it's one of my favorite books of all time is because of the very first lesson that I learned from this, which we'll talk about in a second. And I apologize for not getting this out and prepared beforehand. I'm recording it the day of, but I was chasing a girl that doesn't like me back, so y'all know how that goes. Uh, So today's episode, I'm recording the day of, and we're going to go from there. So, change your brain, change your life. The very first lesson, you can change your brain. You are not stuck with the brain that you have. Your brain is fluid um, in scientific mumbo-jumbo. It's called neuroplasticity. But your brain doesn't have to breathe the brain that you have. And the cool thing about it is you can get a younger brain than what you have now, even though you're getting older. Because when you make your brain healthier and more vibrant... Even if you're older, you'll still function better. So we've talked about previous in previous episodes this month about how important the brain is. This is the second book that really everyone should read about the health of the brain. Last week's was about the chemicals in the brain. This is more of the makeup and structure of the brain kind of thing. So... That's the first lesson. You can change your brain. The second lesson is the quality of your brain determines your life. Growing up, I had a pretty messed up brain. In fact, I still have a pretty messed up brain. The thing that bugs me most about this book is when I read through it and go, yep, I have that problem. I have that problem. I have that problem. Yep, that's messed up. That's messed up. That's messed up. That's messed up. I have a really messed up brain. Um, And I've done... Over the last decade, I've done a ridiculous amount to make it better and heal it and work on it. And I'm doing fantastically compared to how I used to be able to function in the world. But it's still pretty messed up. It had an entire lifetime to get destroyed. Um, And it was destroyed when I was first born, so... I still have a long ways to go to making that brain healthier. So that's the second lesson. The third lesson is basically what to avoid and what you should include. So, things to avoid. Head trauma. So, sports like football, soccer. Um, Anything where you hit your head is bad. Your head has the consistency of butter. It's made of fat. It's not very tough. That's why we have a skull surrounding it to try and protect it. But that skull is bony and sharp and not very friendly to the brain itself. Itself, So, don't purposely have head trauma. Also, avoid negative thoughts. It's a chain reaction. You have negative thoughts, you produce negative chemicals. Those negative chemicals damage the brain. So, avoid that. Poor diet. We've talked about this. Um, What you eat becomes your brain. And you can have 
misfires of communication from your brain to the rest of your body if it's made up of the wrong substances. So those are things to avoid. Uh, things to include. Therapy. Therapy is good. It helps with that negative side. Eating good things are good, like meat and vegetables. Make sure you get your meat and vegetables. Those really help. Um, hang out with people that are good for you. Birds of a feather flock together. Hang out with the people that you want to be like. And then also, having a purpose is extremely useful for your brain. Your brain loves having purposes. If you're meandering through life with no idea what you're doing, your brain goes toxic, and your brain does not like that. So make sure that you're purposely living this life, not just meandering through it. You can't drift your way to the top of a mountain. You have to pick a des destination and go for it. It's going to be hard. You're going to get setbacks. But your overall, your brain will be healthier and happier when you have a purpose. Next, let's talk about spec scans and two specific drugs that are popularized nowadays, but are, do immense damage to your brain. So what a spec scan is, basically, um, the, in easiest layman terms, it's kind of like an x-ray for the brain. It's what neuro doctors, neuro, I'm not going to say neurosurgeons, but neurosurgeons probably use it too, but neuro doctors, people whose job is to look at the brain um, in any aspect, typically use spec scans and other additional scans. And just like when somebody's looking at your bones, they'll use an x-ray. It's a measurement and a diagnosis tool to be able to see the brain without cutting people open, because I don't think you'd appreciate that. So a spec scan is just a tool that they can see to measure your brain, to see what's lighting up, what's not. It's extremely useful. Um, in fact, it's groundbreaking technology that's been around, but it's and it's slowly gaining mo momentum over the years. So extremely useful and important to being able to understand your brain. So according to spec scans, Alcohol shrinks your brain. Um, in one of the previous book reviews, we talked about how this that particular author says alcohol is something that you probably can get away with drinking at least somewhat regularly. This book uses science to of the brain to utterly refute that by showing you the brain decreases in ability to function properly when you consume alcohol. Not just why it's in your system, overall it decreases your brain's capabilities. So avoid alcohol. Next up is weed. Weed has also become a very popular healthy drug. Um, weed has a lot of health benefits, yes, but it also is absolutely terrible for your brain. So if you care about your brain, stay away from weed. Now, I don't know about um, cannabis oil or taking aspects of the weed as medicinal properties, but overall, smoking weed is definitely not healthy, especially not for your brain. The next lesson I want to talk about is don't believe your stupid thoughts. Like we talked about in the mood, mood cure, 
You can have false moods. This is kind of the same idea. Just because you're feeling this way does not mean that you should be feeling this way. And whereas in the mood cure, it's talking about the chemicals, this is the physical side of it, where specific parts of your brain could be malfunctioning. And when those parts of the brain malfunction, they produce um, false thoughts. They are misfiring and sending you signals for things or sending too much of signal or too little of a signal for you to function properly. And I'm not going to go into all of it, but we can talk about um, a couple of the different sections of the brain that most people have problems with. So first off, the prefrontal cortex, that is your decision maker. If you have extreme trouble making decisions, staying focused, stuff like that, your prefrontal cortex could be having problems. So maybe read the chapter on your prefront on the prefrontal cortex. If you're having anxiety and stress and um, and are easily afraid, it could be your basal ganglia. It's a part of your brain that is kind of small actually, but is very important for the level of happiness you have in life because if you're constantly anxious and afraid, then you're not going to be too happy. So you might read the chapter on basal ganglia. And there's multiple other parts of the brain as well. There's parts that help you shift from one focus to another. There's parts of the brain that um, help produce the chemicals that we talked about in previous books. So many more, but I'm trying to keep this short. So the last part of the brain that I want to talk about briefly is the frontal lobes. And no, not frontal lobes. Frontal lobes is another section, and those are also very important. The last one I want to talk about is your limbic system. And your limbic system is the system responsible for your level of happiness directly. It is the, as we talked about in the mood cure, is the part of the brain that is responsible for generating those happy chemicals. And when it's not working, when it's under firing, um, you're going to be depressed. So make sure that your limbic system is doing good. Get your limbic system working properly and you will be much happier. And in case you haven't noticed from the entire month, my main thing with health is to be happy. I don't think people should be miserable in life. I don't think people should not be able to function properly. So functionality and happiness are my two main things. You can lose weight. You can get fit. You can get looking better. Those You can gain more energy. You can run faster. Those are all extremely useful and great goals to strive to in health. But if you're not happy and you can't function properly, then what's the point of everything else? So those are my two, two main focuses on health, which is why I talk about those so much. So with that, I'm probably going to end it here. This is an amazing book. I wish I could do it better justice, but I was a little distracted this week and I apologize. I hope you guys got some value out of this month of health. 
I hope you enjoyed, and hopefully you learned some stuff that you can take away and take advantage of to become healthier, happier, function better, and just enjoy life. Next month, I believe we're, no, next month we are talking about finance, and I know that's the most popular subject on this podcast. It's one of my favorite subjects, too, because I'm really good at it, but that's what's next month. We're talking about money, and then the month after that, we're talking about pure, purely about happiness, and then I'm not sure if I'm going to continue it after that or not. Um, this has been a really fun podcast to do. Well, no, I'm lying right there. I don't enjoy doing this podcast. It's hard work. It's tedious. It's exhausting. It's time-consuming. But I hope you guys have gained value out of it. And maybe I'll continue it. Maybe I won't. But there's at least two months left of the podcast before then. So if you guys want me to continue it and you are getting a lot of value out of it, please let me know because I'm kind of tired of doing it. It's not very productive for me to be doing it. There's many more things that I should be doing. So if you enjoy it, if you get value out of it, let me know. And I will see you all next week when we start talking about money.